0: Hallelujah! 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 Come, Holy Spirit, open our hearts to receive the good news of life. Hallelujah! 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 Our God is with us always, and also with you. A reading from the glad tidings according to Saint Luke. And behold, there was an expert in religious law who stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And the expert responded, You will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your very self, and love your neighbor as you love your very self. And then Jesus said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will have life. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And answering, Jesus said, as he was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, a person fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him and beat him, and went off, leaving him half dead and By <coughs> chance, a priest happened <laughs> and by chance, a priest happened to be going down that road. and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side and Likewise, a Levite came up to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan who was travelling came upon him. And when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. He went up to him, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. And then he put him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and cared for him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him, and whatever more uh, you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three, in your opinion, became a neighbor to the one who fell into the hands of the robbers? The man answered, The one who showed compassion. And Jesus said to him, Go and do the same. The good news about God. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Now this is, I think, about the fifth week that he's been in the presence of people who wanted to test him, right? Jesus wanted to test him. He wanted to make sure that he was on the up and up because he had the reputation at that time of being a very gifted rabbi. People were flocking to him, right? Just in three years of ministry, people were flocking to him to uh, learn. And, And here was this group of elitists who really weren't there to learn. What they wanted to do was test and prod. And Look at the patience that Jesus had with these people. These are the learned people of Jerusalem. These are the learned people of the Hebrew religion, of the law, of, the, of this, you know. And, and he had great compassion. Because he understood the mindset that they were coming from. He understood that his religion at that time had evolved to a place where... It was all about the do's and don'ts. And it was all about recognizing that God only loves the rich, or the rich are, are loved only by God. It, it was a whole new way of thinking that Jesus was coming from. And he knew that as he was trying to teach The people that were not hung up on the riches and the positions and the laws and the trappings of all that, the common folk, they got it. They got it. If if someone is injured on the side of the road, you stop and you help. But in positions of privilege, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. The common folk got it. That's why they were flocking to this man, not to test him, not to find out, do you really know what you're talking about? But to get some kind of a message that spoke to them and was not draped in the trappings of privilege and power, you know, they got it. But here's this, this is about the fifth week now, right? Different groups we're seeing are trying to trying to get Jesus to crack, and he doesn't. And he does later on, you know, when he calls everybody hypocrites and you know. But um, but right now, he's got compassion because he understands that if we come from a place of belief that. Up to, here, up to then wasn't working, that's why he came, right? But if we come from that place of belief that segregates the rich from the poor, the privileged from the unprivileged, the people that know the letter of the law versus the people that live by the grace of their lives, he knew there was going to be this kind of conflict. And we're seeing that today. We had a, a, we all know, a mass shooting in Lewiston, uh, Maine. Uh, I know colleagues and friends in Maine, and and it was just unbelievable that something like that could happen there. We would expect that maybe like in LA or (laughs) Golden Valley, you know. (laughs) But for something like that to happen in this idyllic, peaceful place, it, it was... Such a shock, to the fact that, to the point that the president, for the first time that I know of, the president had all the flags at half mast for that shooting. It, it caused me to think this week, and, and I was sick this past week, so I had a lot of time to think. What is it that we're being invited into? What is it that we're being challenged to face? to embrace. You know, we say we want peace and we work for peace, right? What is the cost to us personally for that prayer? What is it going to demand of us within ourselves to really, really, really understand what it means to have the peace of Christ? Well, we see examples of that here. What is going to demand, and it already has, and that's why we have the chaos in the world that we have, is a complete realignment of how we think, of how we use languaging, of how we understand our connection with the rest of the planet and the universe, with how we understand our connection with one another. And ultimately, how we understand our connection to God. And it's going to change everything. Everything. Because we're going to be brought to a place where we learn, finally, we learn that violence does not work. It is not part of who we are as one. I cannot be violent to my neighbor because, in fact, I am violent to myself, to my neighbor, to the planet, to the universe, and ultimately to God. And that doesn't fit, energetically, with a God of love and compassion. There's no room for violence anymore, if there ever was. We have shifted into a new paradigm. We have shifted into a new energetic reality that is demanding, not not as a power over thing, but demanding simply as a state of being, for us to let go of that old paradigm, that old way of thinking that somehow conflict can be solved by furthering a conflict. Everything is connected. Everything is connected. It was no mystery to me, and I said this uh, a couple times this week, it's no mystery to me that as soon as, as soon as we stepped into a fray, where we added violence to it, that we had violence wrecked upon us in Maine. It's all connected. There's no separation. What we do in the world as a nation comes back to us in our homes. And that's what, that's what this shift, that's what God is calling us to, I believe, with all my heart, is for us to make the connection. We don't have to fix it. I was in a conversation with someone yesterday and they said, well, you know, you can't fix it. And I said, it can't be. You're right. We need a new it. <laughs> you know, Because the it that we think we're trying to fix is unfixable in the new way of thinking, in the new way of living, in the way of love and compassion. That it needs to go. We need a new it. And what is that it that we are invited to bring into our lives and into reality? When Jesus talks about love and compassion, you know, it, it's, it's interesting that he used, you know the priest went on the other side of the road, the Levite you know, went on, but the Samaritan, the group of people that were hated by Israelis in Jesus' time. That's the one. Who rose up and helped this man. It doesn't say what nationality the guy was that got beaten up. We don't know. We don't know. What it says is that we cannot depend upon the powers that be, the people that we have risen to positions of power and influence, we cannot depend upon them to make the change because they will not do it. Because like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes they don't get it they don't get it they don't get the connections the way people of the earth people that are dependent day by day on on whatever they don't get it they will but we can't put our faith and our dependence upon them What we're called to do in this time, and this is the challenge of our faith, what we're called to do in this time is to change it ourselves within and invite that change through love and compassion. Not taking sides. There are no sides. We're all connected. It's all one and the same. But to be that influence, be that vessel of love and compassion. be that in what some traditions call the hollow bone of pouring and letting pour through us the love of God, the compassion of God, the understanding of God, and the willingness to let God transform us within and without. The inner work that our species is embarked in doing in this time is brutal. It is hard because it challenges every way, every bit of way that we have fought in the past. Every limit that we have ever placed on ourselves, on our communities, on our families, on one another, on our nations, on our leaders, whatever. We are the ones who are called to be in the world today to bring that light and that love and compassion through. We were made for these times. We're here for that reason. And this is the challenge of this. It's not just about scooping someone up, taking them to an inn, giving some water, taking care, of them, we'll take care of what we'll I get that. That's just, that's just the rubric. The inner transformation that we are asked to embark on in this time in our lives, in this time of the life of the universe, what we are, have been invited to embark on is a complete transformation of every way that we've ever thought. And core in that are two things. Three things. The first is we are connected. We are one. Abba, make them one as we are one. Lenin, I am he as you are he as you are me, and we are all together. <laughs> you know, that oneness, that is core. There's no separation. The violence that I participate in my video games is no difference from the violence that the Israelis are just flooding Gaza with. There is no difference. And that's what we need to come to realize. There's no degrees of that anymore. There's no degrees. There's no room for violence in the love and compassion of God. The second one is that we are limitless. Our sciences are able to tell us now that the universe is limitless. And therefore, in every cell of our bodies, we have just as much expansion, expansiveness, as the universe that we see in the night sky. And it's limitless without beginning and without end. Somebody else had that title too, right? And the third is that all life is sentient. We are connected, we are connected with one another in all life. So whatever we're doing to trees, we are doing to ourselves. Whatever we're doing to ourselves, we're doing to the mountains, the rivers, the oceans. The pollution that we have generated, there's a new new dysfunction now. Uh, um, Plastic, something plastic They just came out with this. It's when plastics have completely taken over whatever we do, we're connected. And this is the challenge. This is what Jesus is saying. You know, This is what Jesus is saying. Love one another as I have loved you. Serve one another. It doesn't mean we're servants. But we serve. Care for one another. Because, All of us, every single one of us, is going through this time of change that is calling forth at our very core the most, I don't even have a word for it, but it's drawing out of us this, I I can't even, I don't know if anybody else has a, a description of that. But the point is, and I'm really going way over, the point is that we are challenged and we're going to be challenged and that challenge will continue until we get it. It's going to get as worse, as bad as it needs to get until we learn. That was the whole principle behind Gandhi's uh, nonviolence. It wasn't that we will create a change, it's that that we will be shown that our behavior is not appropriate anymore. And we will ourselves decide. And we can see the chaos and the turmoil of that decision process happening in the world today. We will change. That is my belief. Because God is eternal. And God is love and God is compassion. That is who we are. We already are that. But when we come to really, really, really own it, and do the inner work collectively, individually, societally, globally, to bring about that kingdom of God, until we do that, we will continue to see these things happening. Any thoughts?